Turtles All the Way Down is a young adult novel by John Green, in which the main character, Aza Holmes, solves a mystery while combating the struggles of her mental illness. John Green was born on August 24, 1977, in Indianapolis, Indiana. The eldest child of Mike and Sidney Green and older brother to Hank Green, John would grow up to become a young adult author, educator, business order, and father, among many titles. While he was born in the Midwest, John would spend most of his childhood in the South. Upon completing high school, John Green moved back to the Midwest where he double majored in English and Religious Studies at Kenyon College in Ohio and graduated in 2000. John would go on to spend the next several years working on his first book while working a full-time job. Looking for Alaska was published in 2005 by Dutton's Children's and is loosely based on Green's experience at boarding school in Alabama. In 2006, John ended up winning the Prince Award for his debut novel before going on to publish An Abundance of Catherines. If you're not familiar with John Green, as a young adult author, you may have recognized him from Crash, Crash Course World History, U.S. History, or English Literature as part of the Crash Course YouTube channel that was launched in 2011 by Complexly. While all of these projects were underway, Green was still working on publishing books for young adults. In 2009, he published Paper Towns, and in 2012, he published his most popular book, The Fault in Our Stars. Both books were successful enough to be made into movies, and Hulu adapted Looking for Alaska into a television series just recently in 2019. While John Green has accomplished a lot, reflections of hardship in his own life appear in his books in the recurring themes of depression, bullying, and mortality. One thing that I've always admired about John is his openness about his mental health struggles. Within the nerdfighter community, it was well known that mental health was a huge contributing factor in the delay of John's fifth novel. He has mentioned in countless Vlogbrother videos that he has always lived with some version of mental health struggles, namely OCD, depression, and generalized anxiety. While the young adult characters in his novels always had some sort of worry or dilemma going on, none of his characters or novels' major themes revolved around mental health until Aza Holmes was imagined the main character in John Green's fifth and latest young adult novel, Turtles All the Way Down. At the time I first realized I might be fictional, my weekdays were spent at a publicly funded institution on the north side of Indianapolis called White River High School, where I was required to eat lunch at a particular time, between 12.37pm and 1.14pm, by forces so much larger than myself that I couldn't even begin to identify them. If those forces had given me a different lunch period, or if the tablemates who helped author my fate had chosen a different topic of conversation that September day, I would have been a different end. Or at least, a different middle. But I was beginning to learn that your life is a story told about you, not one you tell. Of course, you pretend to be the author. You have to. You think, I now choose to go to lunch when that monotone beep rains from on high at 12.37. But really, the bell decides. You think you're the painter, but you're the canvas. I was eating a peanut butter and honey sandwich and drinking a Dr. Pepper. Across the table from me, Michael Turner was scribbling in a yellow paper notebook. Our lunch table was like a lawn running play on Broadway. The cast changed over the years, but the roles never did. Michael was the artsy one. He was talking to Daisy Ramirez, who played the role of my best and most fearless friend since elementary school. But I couldn't follow their conversation over the noise of all the others. What was my part in the play? The sidekick. I was Daisy's friend or Miss Holmes' daughter. I was somebody-something. Didn't you go to camp with him? Daisy asked me. With who? Davis Pickett, she said. Yeah, I said. Why? Aren't you listening? Daisy asked. I am listening, I thought, to the cacophony of my digestive tract. 
Of course, I'd long known that I was playing host to a massive collection of parasitic organisms, but I didn't much like being reminded of it. Admittedly, I have some anxiety problems, but I would argue it isn't irrational to be concerned about the fact that you're are a skin-encased bacterial colony. Michael said, his dad was about to be arrested for bribery or something, but the night before the raid, he disappeared. There's a $100,000 reward out for him. And you know his kid, Daisy said. Knew him, I answered. I watched Daisy attack her school-provided rectangular pizza and green beans with a fork. She kept glancing at me as if to say, well... I could tell she wanted it to be to ask her something, but I couldn't tell what, because my stomach wouldn't shut up, which was forcing me deep inside a worry that I'd somehow contracted a parasitic infection. I could half hear Michael telling Daisy about his new art project, in which he was using Photoshop to average the faces of 100 people named Michael, and the average of their faces would be this new 101st Michael, which was an interesting idea, and I wanted to listen, but the cafeteria was so loud and I couldn't stop wondering whether there was something wrong with the microbial balance of power inside me. Excessive abdominal noise is an uncommon, but not unprecedented, presenting symptom of infection with a bacteria Clogistium difficile, which can be fatal. I pulled out my phone and searched human microbiome to reread Wikipedia's introduction to the trillions of microorganisms currently inside me. I clicked over to the article about C. diff, scrolling to the part about how most C. diff infections occur in hospitals. I scrolled down farther to a list of symptoms, none of which I had, except for the excessive abdominal noises. Although I knew from previous searches that the Cleveland Clinic had reported the case of one person who died of C. diff after presenting with only abdominal pain and fever. I remind myself that I didn't have a fever, and myself replied, you don't have a fever yet. At the cafeteria, where a shrinking slice of my consciousness still resided, Daisy was telling Michael that his averaging project shouldn't be about people named Michael, but about imprisoned men who'd later been exonerated. It'll be easier anyway, she said, because they all have mugshots taken from the same angle. And then it's not just about names, but about race and class and mass incarceration. And Michael was like, you're a genius, Daisy. And she said, you sound surprised. And meanwhile, I was thinking that if half the cells inside of you are not you, doesn't that challenge the whole notion of me as a singular pronoun, let alone the author of my fate? And I fell pretty far down that recursive wormhole, until it transported me completely out of White River High School cafeteria into some non-sensorial place only properly crazy people get to visit. Ever since I was little, I've pressed my right thumbnail into the finger pad of my middle finger, and so now there's this weird callus over my fingerprint. After so many years of doing this, I can open up a crack in the skin really easily, so I cover it up with a band-aid to try and prevent infection. But sometimes I get worried that there already is an infection, and so I need to drain it. And the only way to do that is to reopen the wound and press out any blood that will hum. Once I start thinking about splitting the skin apart, I literally cannot not do it. I apologize for the double negative, but it's a real double negative of a situation, a bind from which negating the negation is truly the only escape. So anyway, I started to want to feel my thumbnail biting into the skin of my finger pad, and I knew that resistance was more or less futile, so beneath the cafeteria table, I slipped a band-aid off my finger and put my thumbnail into the callous skin until I felt the crack open. Holmesy, Daisy said. I looked up at her. We're almost through lunch and you haven't even mentioned my hair. She shook out her hair, with so red they were pink highlights. 
Right. She dyed her hair. I swum up out of the depths and said, It's bold. I know, right? It says, Ladies and gentlemen, and also people who do not identify ladies or gentlemen, Daisy Ramirez won't break her promises, but she will break your heart. Daisy's self-proclaimed motto was, Break hearts, not promises. I sealed the Ziploc bag around the last quarter of my sandwich, got up, tossed it into an overfilled trash can. I heard a voice from behind me. How concerned should I be that you haven't said more than two words in a row all day? God spiral. I mumbled in reply. Daisy had known me since we were six. Long enough to get it. I figured. Sorry, man. Let's hang out today. Okay. I wanted to say more, but the thoughts kept coming, unbidden and unwanted. If I had been the author, I would have told Daisy how much I liked her idea for Michael's art project. And I would have told her that I did remember Davis Pickett. That I remembered being 11 and carrying a bag, but constant fear. I would have told her that I remembered once at camp, lying next to Davis on the edge of our rock, our legs dangling over, our backs against the rough-hewn planks of wood, staring together up at a cloudless summer sky. I would have told her that Davis and I never talked much or even looked at each other. But it didn't matter, because we were looking at the same sky together which is maybe more intimate than eye contact anyways. Anybody can look at you. It's quite rare to find someone who sees the same world you see. What you just heard was a recording of the first chapter of Turtles All the Way Down. Published on October 10th, 2017, Turtles All the Way Down centers around Aza Holmes, a young woman in high school who suffers from anxiety and depression. When Aza and the other main character, Daisy Ramirez, hear on the radio that authorities were offering $100,000 for any information on the whereabouts of Russell Pickett, CEO of Pickett Engineering, Aza and Daisy decide to investigate. As the mystery unfolds, Aza struggles with her out-of-control thought spirals, and Daisy grows impatient with her friend's severe anxiety and self-focusedness. Of course, there's also a bit of romance thrown in the mix. It turns out that Davis wasn't just some rich kid, but John Green focuses on relationships. In numerous Vlogbrothers videos, John has expressed his concern over the growing mental health crisis, and young adults repeatedly. In every video or project where mental health has been brought up, he always reiterate, reiterates the fact that he is not a trained doctor or psychologist, and that he encourages anybody who has been struggling to reach out to a loved one or trusted adult and go and seek professional help. In Turtles, Aza's journey with anxiety, depression, and OCD doesn't have a start and end point. In fact, it doesn't even really have a middle. But that's exactly what it's like to live with chronic mental illness, and John Green takes that feeling and pours it into his fifth phenomenal novel. So why should we be interested in Turtles All the Way Down? Why should we care about John Green and his work? Why should we care enough to eventually listen to a podcast devoted to all things John Green, Nerdbacteria, and Turtles All the Way Down? Well, to take a page out of John's writing habits, I will tell you why in three parts. First, mental health is such an important conversation that all of us, no matter our age, should be having. Chances are, each one of us either lives with some diagnosed mental health problem or knows someone who does. Second, John Green is a storyteller, and while everyone might not love his writing style or his novels or his fast-paced videos, most can agree that this guy has done his part in decreasing world suck. And finally, while I am a strong believer in studying the classics like Alice in Wonderland and Wind in the Willows, I also think that it is super important to analyze new forms of media whether that's through podcasts, YouTube videos, or novels, well, that's completely up to you. I'll end this podcast like John Green by saying, 
as they say in my hometown, don't forget to be awesome. <laughs>